have an addiction. The addiction to go on the street and have a spontaneous body. But um, it's coming more about the mantra than people's reactions. Even though the reactions of people adds a type of flavor. You know, some people are like really angry. So angry. But what are they angry about? It's just some guy singing and dancing, having a good time. So you kind of laugh at it. Some people are really happy to see you happy. Some people just like the beat. Some people just like someone who's doing something different. Um, but um, my addiction is not that. My addiction is that um, I feel like I'm at home. doesn't matter where I am in the world. As long as I get out there and chant that Hare Krishna mantra and sing at the top of my lungs for everyone to hear, somehow I feel at home. Most people are talking about this these days, to get out of your comfort zone. But for me, that's the ultimate comfort zone. To uh, try and not try for my comfort but um, try and help others in their spiritual life by connecting into something spiritual. The sound vibration is what everyone's yearning for because they're not material. The body's material, it's temporary. And we all know that these external material things are never going to satisfy us. doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter how much followers you have, doesn't matter... Um, even how much sex you have. But it's said that a man can have all the women of the world and still he will not be satisfied. Because real happiness comes from love, relationships. Or you say, well, I have my family, I have my friends, but that love is still limited, even though there may be no problems, which never really happens. There's always some argument within every relationship we have in this world because no one's satisfied. We always expect something from the other person or they're expecting something from us or they don't appreciate appreciate what we have to offer. So there's always a compromise. There's always a, the desires we want of this material world they never meet our dreams. They always fall short. But that yearning for a love that's eternal beyond time, that love that's beyond space, that's beyond thought, that's always yearning for us. And it's not within this material world because everything is limited by time. The relationship, even though it's perfect throughout your whole life, when, when you split ways by death, then that's the power of time. When the relationship is split by space, it says out of sight, out of mind, for some reason, because you don't see that person so much, then you lose affection for them. Maybe in the beginning, you know, that it says absence makes the heart grow fonder, but um, you may have saw the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. So he... He disappears because the plane crashed and he's on a deserted island. And he's there for months or even a year or something. Somehow he learns to survive. He makes fire. He makes friends with his volleyball, <laughs> Wilson. 
And so maybe he makes it back to civilization. They find him and he's back in civilization and his wife there, he, she thought he died. Never saw him. And already was in a relationship, new relationship, remarried. And he's left abandoned. Space. Space separates us. It's said that in the scriptures that just like straws in the ocean sometimes come together and, sp and sp split apart by the waves. Similarly, we get in together with different living entities, different souls. They become your friends, your families, your workmates, your colleagues. By the power of time, just like straws in a river uh, split apart by the waves, we get split apart again. And by thought, we are separated. It doesn't deliver. Because we think that, the, lady, the girl thinks that, oh, my Prince Charming will come on a white horse and carry me away. But he's not Prince Charming and he has cauliflower ears and he's riding a donkey. So there's a compromise. There we can never find the perfect match for us, the soulmate. It's always something uh, less. So how to find such real happiness, such love? Real love starts with knowing who you are. We are actually not this material body. With so many labels, I am man, I am woman, rich, poor, young, old, Indian, American, Australian, African, Chinese, this got nothing to do with us. It is subject to change. Your job, subject to change. Um, all these identifications, they're all subject to change. You can change your citizenship. You can change your gender. You can change your social status. Everything. But what stays the same? Who is the witness of your changing body? Your changing labels from babyhood, childhood, youth, to old age? What stays the same? It's the soul. doesn't matter who you are, what religious or irreligious activity or faith you follow, scientific. This is science. And we can see for ourselves, even a child can understand it. You see a dead body at a funeral. He's gone. What's gone? The soul is gone. Because, you know, but if you say that the individual is the person, the body's still there. My father's gone, no, he's still there, why are you crying? That would be foolish, right? No, everyone can understand that once the soul gone, the body loses its luster. And there's nothing that the medical or scientists can do. They can put all the chemicals they want within the body and still they can't bring the body back to life. Because what they're looking for is the spirit. The spirit is left and it's not coming back. People have out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences. They've come out of their body and they see their body lying there and everyone's watching their body. So many counts are there. So if you don't know who you are, what is the question of experiencing real love? This is the first step of spiritual life. So what's this dancing and chanting got to do with this? Well, the, the mantra, the Hare Krishna mantra, is actually 
a reawakening of the dormant soul within the body to realize itself as eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. That's what the chanting does. And then, what's Krishna got to do with it? Well, the, the, the only book that we can find that expresses the science of the soul, we can give us the technology or the techniques to actually perceive spirit, is Bhagavad Gita. And it's said there that um, you can perceive the soul by consciousness. That's how you perceive the soul. And by practicing what's called bhakti yoga, or Krishna consciousness, then you can um, have direct perception of the self. And it's very joyfully performed, these techniques. And one of them is by chanting. The soul is actually a part and parcel of the Supreme Soul. So, or God, or Krishna, Allah, Jehovah, Unkunukulu, Yahweh. Uh, so many names for the one Supreme. So we are part of that. The same in quality, but not in quantity. You know, this is, God is like the big ocean, and we're like a drop out of the ocean. Same in quality, but not in quantity. God is like the sun, and we're like the sun rays, molecules. Same in quality, but not in quantity. So being the part of the complete whole, our duty, our real awakening of true love happens by service to the Supreme just like parts of the body you have arms, legs stomach head, eyes, ears, nose so they're all supposed to work together to feed the stomach so if the arms and legs start rebelling go no, why is the stomach getting everything forget that we're going to rebel, we're going to go on strike then if they stop feeding the stomach, then they lose everything themselves. The hand cannot eat the piece of cake within itself, no. It has to put it in the mouth, and it gets full nourishment beyond its own capacity. Just like a tree, you have to water the root of the tree, not every breach, the, the, the branch, the twigs, the leaves, no. You have to water the roots, and then all the leaves, the twigs, the branches get full nourishment beyond their own capacity. So us, small living spirit souls, we have to love. And there's always this whole thing of loving all, bro universal brotherhood. Yes, we should love our family, we should love our nation, we should love our society, we should love the animals, we should love the other planets. But no one wants to show love for God. Krishna who is the source of all these things but that's what needs to be done if you want to be truly fulfilled because it's foolish trying to water each leaf and twig and branch of a tree to water the root so the root of our existence is God and by doing that you get full nourishment beyond your own capacity and you're overflowing with love because actually we need an ocean of love we have an ocean of love to give and when you give love, it's like, it takes two to tango. It's like you need a reciprocation with it, and that's how love continues to build up. And when you give your love to the unlimited, the ocean of, mer of love that we have, then it comes back to us. But because we're, lim we're so small, 
then it, it overflows and hits people around us. Then we have perfect relationships with our friends, our family, actually with all living entities that emanate from God. If you love the source of everything, automatically you love everything else. Just like if I love my hand, that means I automatically love the fingers. So by showing loving service to God, then we can show perfect love to everyone around us. It's the one switch that turns all the lights on. And by this simple chanting, it awakens our dormant love within the heart, gets rid of all misconceptions of our designations in this material world, and we can finally experience our true comfort zone as an eternal loving servant of God. And this Hare Krishna mantra actually means a prayer to saying to Krishna, please teach me, show me how to love you again. So that's why I'm addicted to this. Because I'm finally at home in my loving relationship with Krishna. Thanks for listening. Hare Krishna.